And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. So last week, I'm working on some content for the radio shows, and for fun, I looked over at my 20-year-old son. His name's Drum, and I said, Drum, what's the retirement equation? And he looked at me for a second. He knows what I do. He knows that I'm into real estate investing. But before I dig in to how the answer came out, I want you to ask yourself that same question. What is the retirement equation? Well, after a little bit, my son looks at me and he says, Dad, it's years plus money and manage how long you will live. And then finally, he said, it's all about the management. That was his, his final part of it. And he's very young, yet his answer is the same that people will give their entire life. It's the answer we're all conditioned to give. It's You'll, you'll get that answer from people that are 20 years old. You'll get that answer from people that are 30, from people in their 50s, people in their 70s. You'll get it. People will give you that answer up until the day they pass away. And that's not what I teach here, but yes, he's young. He's 20. He's got things that he's interested in in his 20s. And yet when he answered, there wasn't any confidence in his voice at all. It was almost like he was kind of, he was hesitating and he's like, mm, time plus money, manage how long you'll live. But the fact was that the hesitation was there and that's good. I owe that to what I've taught him and, and what I talk about and how to prepare for retirement. And his answer provided one of those father-son teachable moments, which indeed took place, but not to go into that. My son was half correct, and I don't fault him for his answer. He's young. He only knows what he's surrounded by, what he's taught in school, what's reinforced between his friends and his friends' family, what's reinforced in the media, what he sees daily, what he sees in magazines, what he sees in billboards, what he sees at sporting events, everywhere. It's all around us. And that's not the answer I taught him. That's the answer society taught him and the good news is he knows that i'm different but his answer again is correct for the majority of people in this country it was the same answer that was correct for me up until my early 40s years plus money and manage how long you will live what does every financial advisor say whether it's on the radio or whether you're reading an article or anything about it they always say we want to make sure you don't outlive your money and as soon as that comes out it means they're instituting a saving plan yeah they're putting it in the stock market but it's a savings plan but that's what we're taught we're taught to work hard acquire money save money we're taught that money is essential and we're taught that work is the way you get money. More work equals more dollars. Longer hours, more dollars. More work projects, more dollars. Work promotions, more dollars. Higher education, 
more dollars. Advanced degree equals more dollars. Work, 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 save, save, save. What if I told you none of that matters to becoming wealthy and financially free? None of it. Work has nothing to do with retirement. That is a leftover adage of the 20th century, my friend. I'm here to tell you that work is not essential. Money is essential. Why don't we set ourselves up to create and earn money? Instead, think about the prep that begins in early, early childhood, the prep to set ourselves up for that good job and career. I'm going through it. I've got three kids. I've lived it. But think about what goes into it. Think about everything that goes into it. And it starts young. Go to school. Behave properly. Get good grades. While you're in school, get involved. Sports, clubs, student council, extracurricular activities. Now, when they're young, they're doing this because they love it, because they want to do it. But when you're starting to deal with those sophomores and juniors and seniors in high school, and you ask them, why are you doing this? It's all about building a resume. It's all about getting that resume to get into the good school, to get into the good college. I'm living it. Student council, sports, charity events, all to build the college resume. Now, I'm not saying they hate what they're doing and they don't enjoy what they're doing and they're not getting something out of it because they absolutely are. There's a lot of good that comes out of it. But at the end, there's always that answer, college prep. Think about SAT prep classes, right? Many of you that are my age are putting your kids through that or have put your kids through that in the past. Why are you doing it? So they get higher scores on the SAT. Why? So they can get into a good college. Why? So they can get a great job and have a great career. The pressure to go to college is immense. Why? For the great career. Why? Because work equals money, and that's how you eventually retire. I'm here to tell you, what if we spent half as much time preparing our kids to create passive income as we do preparing our kids for college or the career? What if we just took half as much effort to do that? The struggle is real, I'm telling you. Even Dale Walmsley has mentioned that his children are not as interested in real estate investing as he'd like them to be. Now, in the 20th century, I mentioned that earlier, not that long ago, work time with company equaled pension. Pension equaled guaranteed benefit for life. Newsflash. No one in the private sector has a pension anymore, or very, very few. You know who has pensions? Public employees, government, city, county, state, taxpayer-funded people in the government have pensions. Everyday citizens don't get pensions. But if we don't have pensions... Why do we keep believing that more work will lead us to retirement? I'm Mike Harrison. If you have any questions or comments or would like to reach out, my email address is askmike at luinc.com. Askmike at luinc.com. I'm here to answer your questions. I'm here to help in every way I can. There are four ways to consume the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network content. YouTube, we have our own YouTube channel. Go there, type in Lifestyles Unlimited. You'll find a ton of content there. You can get lost in it. Obviously, our website, lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio button. You'll find this show as well as just literally decades of shows on that website. Podcasts, that's my favorite way. I have a smartphone. I have a podcast app. I subscribe to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It uploads automatically. If I'm driving somewhere, I can tooth the show up and check it out and listen to it while I'm driving. 
And the fourth way, you may not realize this, you can live stream this show. If you are anywhere in the world and you have internet con- contact, right? If you're, if you're on the web, if you can get on the web, go to that radio station's website. There will be a listen live button. You can click on that. So if you know the show's on a certain station at a certain time, Feel free to click on it and live stream us, and you can catch the shows live. Today I'm talking about the fact that work isn't essential. Money is essential. And I came across that because I asked my son, I said, Drum, what is the retirement equation? And my son kind of looked at me, kind of had a strained look on his face a little bit, and he said, years plus money and manage how long you will live. And then finally he answered, It's all about management. In the first segment, I told you my son was half correct in his answer. That part about management and money is 100% correct. Yes, 100%. Debt management specifically and money. How do we manage the money coming in and how do we manage that debt portion that is making us that repeatable, that passive income, that monthly income that's coming in. So that was the correct part of my son's answer but there's two parts in there that I want to hit the first is the retirement equation has nothing to do with years as in age you retire there are people that retire at 65 or they want to retire at 65 and they can't there are people at 70 years old that don't have enough money to retire there are people at 75 that don't have enough money to retire there are people older than that 80 90 years old they don't have enough money to retire So if you think retirement's an age, you're wrong. And also, years of work in the past, in the 20th century, and prior to that, you would work for a company for 30 or 40 years. Thank you. Here's a pension. It's a little stipend, and you get it monthly, and you can live off that for the rest of your days. Most of them also had health care as part of it. I know my father did. He got a pension and health care. All he had to do was give his employer solid, honest work for a number of decades, and that's what he got in return. That's not out there anymore. So years of work, I can tell you right now, corporate America is great until the day they're not. Some accountant hits some number on a P&L and it's trending in a certain direction. Guess what the easiest expense to adjust on a P&L is? Is it electricity? Is it energy required to make a product? No. Is it software? No. Is it the real estate? No. It's humans. It's people. So if corporate America needs to make an adjustment to satisfy a series of shareholders, which they do all the time, they just whack some jobs. They just, hey, here's some yellow slips. Sorry, you 500 people. You got to go. The economy's trending down and we need to keep our shareholders happy. So the most expensive part of any P&L is people and that's the first thing that they can adjust you can make an adjustment on a P&L statement in 24 hours you can reduce expenses by reducing headcount you can't do that with energy or the power used to make a product it takes a long time to adjust those expenses so yeah corporate America is great until the day they're not that seems to happen more often in today's day and age the real retirement equation the second part of it has nothing to do with how long you will live That's for financial planners. That's for people that tell you, hey, bring your money to us and we're going to make sure you don't outlive your money. I got another plan. How about we create enough monthly and quarterly income that you can live forever? You can live as long as you want. There's no such thing as outliving your money. Your money has been set up to come in month in and month out. It's totally different. So, yes, the real retirement equation has nothing to do with how long you will live.
But it is indeed all about money and management. I was listening to Dell Walmsley a couple of weeks back, and that was his statement. He said that statement. He said, work is not essential. Money is essential. Yet, when I started to think about it, what do we do? We revere the job. We chase the job. We put an incredible amount of time and effort in preparing us to work and exhausting every possible resource to move up that work ladder. We envy others for their employment and profession. And my question is, is what if we just put half of that effort that you're using to chase the job, take half of that energy and create passive income, chase the passive income, set yourself up for passive income. Think about society. People gossip about what others do for a living. They gossip about what other people's kids are doing or what they're studying for all the wrong reasons. We've all heard it. Oh, he's a lawyer or his daughter's an intern. She's going to end up being a nurse or so-and-so's son is graduating with an economics degree. And it's all about judging someone's potential W-2 income. It's gossip. And hey, don't get me wrong. These are admirable professions, okay? Do those for the right reasons. But when people are talking about you behind your back or so-and-so's kids, they are judging the potential W-2 income. I know you hear it. There's Karens out there all day long, and they're judging so-and-so on getting this job or getting that job. Because, again, and it's not their fault, they're ingrained that work equals money, therefore work is sacred, right? Think about single people. What is the first thing? You get someone who's recently divorced or they broke up with somebody, let's say they're in their late 20s, maybe mid-30s, even their 40s, what have you. Age doesn't matter here. I don't know why I went there. But you always hear, uh, you should meet so-and-so. They make great money, right? Have you ever heard that? That's always the intro speech. You should meet so-and-so, and in the same breath, uh, they have a great job or they make great money. Society praises high income. Therefore, society praises work. Therefore, society praises the W-2 job. But unfortunately for society, I hate to tell you this, a paycheck is not wealth. And again, I'm not disparaging good people with great careers here or endeavors that they want to study and be successful in. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is there's a whole part of society that literally it's all about the job. What is your job? The potential earnings? Because in essentially, there's comfort in that, right? If you've got a good job, then you must be making great money. Then that means at some point in your life, you are going to be able to take care of yourself, right? There's no fear about the end. Work becomes essential, not money. But I'm here to tell you, it's the money that's essential. What if we just cut out the middleman? And set ourselves up to create that passive income, to create that money, to have that reoccurring income coming in. You know, I've never heard a conversation that praised the fact that we make hundreds of thousands of dollars annually from real estate. Nobody. And I'm not looking for it. I'd rather remain anonymous. But people just don't talk about that. They all talk about what so-and-so is doing for a profession. We'll continue this discussion on the other side. My name's Mike Harrison. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. We went from 100% live to 100% virtual. And you know, the funny thing is, is that nobody wants to go back to work now that work from home, right? 
So now my members are like, well, Dell, we want to keep those virtual things open because now I know all the people in Miami and I know all the people in Chicago. I know all the people now know each other from all over the country because of these virtual events. The free workshop, How to Retire in Five Years or Less, is online. Go to lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. If you have any questions or comments for me or would like to reach out, my email address is askmike at luinc.com, askmike at luinc.com. If you're just now tuning in and you'd like to see what we do, how we make money five ways on a single-family property, six ways on a multifamily property, I invite you to participate in one of our free workshops. You can do that at freeworkshoplivestream.com, freeworkshoplivestream.com. That's essentially how I started. I tuned, well, I didn't tune in. I went in person. Now you can do it online. So it's a lot easier, but they'll answer all your questions there. It's interactive and they schedule those at different times and different dates. If you'd like to join Lifestyles Unlimited, I have a deal for you. We are running a promo right now. Go to financialfreedomlivestream.com, financialfreedomlivestream.com. If you enter promo code SAVEBIG, all capital letters, all one word, S-A-V-E-B-I-G, it will reduce the cost for one-year membership down to $297. That will give you access to all of our education, our two-day financial freedom seminar, and also our vendors and our networking opportunities, just a ton there. And that's only $297 if you use that promo code save big. So I was talking about how essentially the belief in society is that work is essential because work equals money and money is how we take care of ourselves. And I had a thought, what if we just cut out the middleman and go straight for the money, right? Let's do it a little different. We put a lot of effort in going after the job. We setting ourselves up from a young age for that job. But we look at it totally different as real estate investors. We essentially chase a stream of income, right? A property is a business and it represents a stream of income at a certain amount of investment and a certain amount of income coming in monthly. But I will tell you what we do, we are alien to the majority of society in this country. We're alien. How do I know we're alien? Because 65% of America's, Americans have a mortgage, which means they understand real estate, they own their home, they pay their mortgage, or maybe their home's paid off. A large majority of folks have paid off homes. However, only 6.7% own an investment property, not a second vacation home, an actual investment property, 6.7%. That's right about one in 20, maybe just a slightly more. It's not two in 20. It's like one and a portion in 20. So when you walk down the street today and you see 20 people, one of those probably has a rental property. The other 19 don't. And no one really, again, we're alien and no one praises us. And, and not that I'm looking for it, but they don't praise us in the way, if you missed that second segment, I was talking about how people will discuss behind someone's back what they do for a living or what their kids do for a living or what their father does for a living. And it starts at a very, very young age. But when it comes to being a real estate investor, what do we get? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Aren't you worried about the economy? My answer, no. You do what? 
And then they always chime in with, what if the tenant doesn't pay? That's the big one. Or what if you can't rent the house? What if the tenants trash the house? What if there's a market crash? Because for them, work equals stability. Stability equals retirement eventually. Freedom down at the end. Therefore, work is sacred. It's what's essential to them. And that, my friends, is the big lie. Well, it's not the big lie, but it is a big lie. But I love how concerned people get when they find out that I'm a real estate investor. But no one's ever concerned about your employment, right? They find out someone works for corporate America. Do they walk up and they go, hey, what if the company goes bankrupt? What if there's a corporate merger? What if they lay you off? What if there's a recession? What if your boss is a lunatic? What if they add more to your work responsibilities? What if they change your commission plan? No one walks up and says that, but they, they basically kind of have the same set of questions for us as real estate investors. Why? Because people have been conditioned to glorify W-2 income. And I'm telling you, at the end of the day, it's not the employment we need. It's the money we need. So why not just focus on the money? I did a whole show in 2019, and I'm going to dig it up and run it again here probably in the next few months. Uh, dust it off a little bit, dress it up. But it was December 30th of 2019, and the title of that show is W-2 versus Passive Income. You can find it on the Lifestyles Unlimited website. But it's there that I'm hitting on everything that goes into chasing that w-2 job and there's a lot to it but again very few of us and 6.7 percent own that investment property chase the passive income set ourselves up for the passive income but i'm here to tell you work isn't essential money's essential so i hope i drove that point home now for the remainder of the show i'm going to change gears and share a concept and this concept highlights one of the most beautiful aspects of real estate ownership in the United States. And I'm going to throw the statement out there and then uh, you can think about it for a second. But the concept is you cannot take money out of the stock market without reducing the amount of stock you own. But you can take money out of a rental property and not reduce the amount of real estate you own. Let that sink in for a, for a second. If you need money for something, and all your money, and this is how it was with me, I didn't have large sums of capital outside of IRAs or 401ks. I was doing what I was told, and then what you're told is to put as much in those programs, in those plans as you possibly can. So let's say, and this never happens, right? You need money for something. All your money is in one of those plans. Sell some stock. What happens? Less stock equals less opportunity for future earnings. That's not true in real estate. It's not. And I'll, I'll give you an example on both sides here. Let's say I have a rental property and the value of that rental property is $250,000. And it is currently stabilized and it is renting monthly for $2,000 a month. Now, let's also say my mortgage is right now, the debt on it is $120,000. I can go to the bank and I could refinance that property. And let's say I pull out $50,000. That $50,000 will be tax-free. Keep that in mind. Refinance is a loan. You don't get taxed on a loan, okay? Let me ask you two questions. Did my rent change because I put an extra 50000 of debt on that property? No, I'm still getting the $2,000 per month. Did the value of my property 
change. No, it's still 250. In fact, it will rise over time. Thank you, appreciation. This strategy is a win, win, win. You get your 50,000 tax free. Now, you naysayers out there, you're like, no, Harrison, you have an additional loan on the property. Yes, am I worried about it? No, why? Because the tenant pays that. The resident of the property pays rent on the first of the month. The rent covers the mortgage, the principal, right? The mortgage principal, the interest, the taxes, and the insurance. There is no downside as I see it. And again, you may think that additional loan is a downside. I'll tell you, it's completely neutral. No downside whatsoever, provided we take that 50000 and we reinvest it into more real estate. Are you following me? If I pull that fifty out and I invest it in real estate, yes, my mortgage will be higher. It will reduce my cash flow a bit temporarily. Now, what else can we do over time? Well, we can raise the rent over time, right? There's essentially cost of living. Rent goes up three to five percent per year. Maybe not here in the next couple of years. Rent probably remains flat, but we were in a period for about 10 or 11 years where rent was going up, rent was going up, rent was going up, taxes were going up, insurance was going up, everything was going up. Now we have interest rates going up. Actually, frankly, it's going to be hard not to raise rents, and and you are going to get it in some markets. You're going to be able to continue to raise those rents. I'd like to take a moment and invite you to our Wealth and Passive Income Expo and Master's Tour. I believe passes are on sale now. You can get information at wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. When is that tour? It's February 15th through 18th, right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's in Irving. It's at a great venue, the Toyota Music Factory venue, but it's incredible. There'll be about 6,000 of us from all over the country there. There's breakout classes that you can take. You can focus on single family. You can focus on multifamily. You can focus on passive investing, all kinds of information there. It's a great time, lots of networking. We have a ton of fun while we're there. Now, the second part of that, the master's tour, I will tell you, that side will sell out. And that's where you actually go tour properties and you get to see some of the multifamily properties that elite investors have purchased, what their plan is to essentially reposition, reshape that property, make it a better, clean, functional place to live, make it a great business and improve that business. That's the master's tour. Again, information at Wealth and Passive Income Expo.com. In the last segment, I shared a concept. You cannot take money out of the stock market without reducing the amount of stock you own. But you can take money out of a rental property and not reduce the amount of real estate you owned. And and I had that example on the real estate side where essentially you've got a $250,000 property. You've got enough equity in it. You go to the bank. You say, hi, bank. I'd like $50,000 so I can go invest in more real estate. Your real estate value didn't change. Your real estate's still working for you. It's still cash flowing. Set that 50000 aside. We're going to come back to that later. Now, let's do that same equation with stocks or mutual funds. Again, the scenario here is that you need fifty grand, or you want to pull fifty grand out, and the only source of funds that you have, the only big pile of money you have, is in your IRA or 401k. Does that happen? Yes, all the time. Why? Because we're told not to save that 50 grand outside of our quote unquote retirement plan. We're told to put everything we can into those plans. This happened to me. This was the exact, this was where I was in 2010 when I said, I need to buy a rental property. 
all my money was in the IRA and the 401k. Now, that's another story for another day, but let's, let's paint this picture. You need to get this money. All right, let's walk you through the steps. First of all, I'm going to tell you the powers that be never want you to do this. Wall Street doesn't want you to do it. Washington, D.C. doesn't want you to do it. Let me explain just how bad this really is. So first of all, if you need 50 grand and you want to access it, and it's in your 401k or your IRA, and you are under the age of 59 and a half, what happens? Well, you get a slap on the wrist, and they say, we really don't want you to pull that out, but if you do, we're going to penalize you. We're going to take 10% of whatever you pull out. So 50K becomes a $55,000 pull. You follow me? So you get penalized. If you're over 59 and a half, great. Good for you. You don't have to pay that penalty. Doesn't mean it's safe. There's still other downsides to this, okay? Downside number two, what happens? Well, ding, ding, the tax man comes calling. Again, my first scenario where I pulled it out of the rent home, I didn't pay one dime of tax and was able to put that 50000 to work for me. Now, scenario two, you're pulling it out of your retirement funds. You must pay taxes. I don't know what your tax rate is, but you're probably going to have to pull somewhere between sixty-five dollars and $85,000 just to get that fifty k. right? That would be taxes plus penalty that's in there, and I think that's where most of us would be. Maybe a little less than that but think of it as you're, you're going to pull way more than 50 okay what happens to that delta the difference between what you pull and the 50 that you need that goes to the tax man it goes away does it sound fair no it is what it is it is the world we live in did i have that in my real estate example no uncle sam's going to get his but I haven't even touched on the worst part. Back to the premise of what I said. I can pull money out of real estate without reducing the value of my real estate. I can't pull money out of the stock market without reducing the size of my stock portfolio. Okay? You've got to actually sell some funds, sell some shares. And what happens when you do that? Well, you you just reduced your opportunity. You just reduced your ability to grow. You just reduce the ability to create more wealth. If your portfolio is smaller, then your growth side of it is smaller. The opportunity side of it's smaller. Is that happening on the real estate side? No. I get the, now I increase the, the amount of leverage, right? The bank actually owns a larger percentage than I do in that equation. In fact, $50,000 more is owned by the bank, but does the bank care about my cash flow? They don't. They're like, Harrison, you can make as much money renting this property out as you want. We don't care about that. What does the bank care about? They care about their little portion of interest that they get. You pay them the interest on that note, they're happy. Now, does the bank care that the resident is paying the rent each and every month? And essentially, I'm taking that resident's money and I'm paying the note back to the bank. Does the bank care? No, they don't care where the money came from. So mortgage pay down is happening. Now, in 2021, I had a house appreciate 23%. Now, that's not happening today. We're seeing a little bit of pullback. But in 2021, I had a property and its value increased 23%. I sold it in December of 2021. Okay, I hit that one out of the park. That doesn't always happen. But did the bank did they send me a letter and go, Harrison, man, we need some of that appreciation. No, the bank doesn't care, okay? My real estate stays the same. But in that stock equation, if you need that 50 grand, 
you're just reducing it and you're reducing your you're you're essentially reducing your um, opportunity side of it so maybe we can put this let me let me try this here and we'll see how we do um, I, I'm a fan of history especially military history let's say we have an army that is a hundred thousand strong right and there's an objective that we need uh, that requires 50,000 soldiers to do that. I can use my army and do it, but then again, I can go to my friend named Bank, and I can say, hey, Bank, I need 50,000 soldiers for this objective that I want to take. And the bank's like, sure, here you go. Um, just be sure to pay me a little bit on those soldiers, but heck, keep them as long as you want. You can put them to work for you and Whatever you want to accomplish, whatever you want to conquer, here you go. Have at it. Feel free to put these 50,000 soldiers to use. So now I have an army of 150,000 working for me, okay? Again, i got to return 50 at some point down the road, but there's maybe no specific time. There might be 30 years, might be 15. They might say return them in five. But in the meantime, all of that, that entire force gets to work for me, gets to conquer that objective. That's the real estate example. Now, to the stock market example, and again, bear with me here. I don't know how this is going, but we're trying to paint a picture of of those soldiers in this stock market example. I need 50,000 soldiers. So what do I need to do? Well, I'm going to have to pull out more than 50,000. I'm going to have to pull out somewhere between 65 and 80. We talked about that, taxes and the penalty. And those soldiers, every one of them above 50 is going to get sacrificed. They're going to be sent away. They're going to go away. They're not going to be available for us. That's a penalty that we're going to have to pay. So now, in that same scenario, my army is not 150,000 strong. My army has been reduced. It's been reduced to 70,000 to 85,000. It's a net loss. Your value is down, okay? So the, the that army would be much less effective, 40 to 50% less effective than you have on the real estate side. So are you understanding my point? Um, send me an email if you need more clarity, but I want you to understand that literally you can have a real estate portfolio and you can, you can pull money out of it all day long and never reduce the size of that portfolio. And you can put that portfolio to work. Now, have I done that? Have I borrowed and refinanced to add assets to my real estate portfolio? You bet I have. I've been doing this for almost 10 years now. Let me just go through a, a list of everything I have done in regards to borrowing and refinancing. Initially in the early days, I did a 401k loan of $30,000. I did another 401k loan of $50,000. I did a short-term loan of $50,000 unsecured from the bank. Made a call, I needed 50 because there was a deal I wanted to get into. I took out a HELOC on my property and I pulled about $100,000 of equity out and I put that to work in a multifamily property. At one time, I refinanced five single family homes that I had and I put those into one commercial loan at 5.5%, which was about two points higher than, say, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. I wasn't worried about the interest rate. I just wanted to refinance those, and I pulled out about $85,000, and I put that into real estate and had that work for me. Just last year, I refinanced two houses, two single-family houses. That was a big one. I got over 40000 each on those properties, about 86000 
in total. And I was able to put all of that to work for me. The bank, again, didn't care on these loans. They just wanted their interest rate. So some of you may be saying, but let me throw this, let me throw this out there first. You don't get rich saving. You get rich borrowing. That's almost $400,000 that I had borrowed over nine years. Now, how much of that's still on the books? Well, here's the beautiful thing. All of it's been paid off except those two houses last year that are refinanced. That's it, that additional 86000 which has already been put into more real estate. I put it all to work for me. So that's just one aspect of real estate, just one thing that I love. And I want you to understand, you don't get rich saving, you get rich borrowing. And I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. I'm Mike Harrison. Make it a great day. We'll see you next week. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.